Hey, everybody. Good morning. This is Nicole Greer with Vibrant Coaching, and you are on the Vibrant Coaching Blog Talk radio show, and I am so delighted that you are here. It is another beautiful July Friday morning at Lake Norman, North Carolina, and today we are going to talk about vibrant leadership. This is the second in a series of four where we're going to be talking about leadership, and I will tell you uh, what the world needs now is some serious, serious leadership. Uh, The song says what the world needs now is love, sweet love, but here's the thing. What is it like to have somebody who is in the lead, who really loves the vision, loves the mission, and loves the people who are going to help them? And essentially, an excellent leader, a vibrant leader, is somebody who can move through the four levels of leadership, which we talked about last week, which was the first level is dysfunctional, and we talked about the fact that dysfunctional is all about me. That's where the leader is focused on just getting what they want. They're not really interested in leading anybody. They just want their minions to go to work. So not a lot of love there. Then the second level of leadership we talked about was transactional, and the transactional level of leadership is just kind of like this very contractual agreement. If you do what this job description says, I'll pay you X amount of dollars at the end of the week. So, again, not a lot of love there. And then eventually we get to the third level of leadership, which is transformational. And transformational is where the leader really does want to make an impact on the people that work with them, but it's kind of like this impact that's like, let me help you be better. Let me help you figure out what's what's the, the weakness here and, you know, what your strengths are, and let me tell you how you can perform better. So it's a lot of uh, effort where the leader is trying to transform their follower. And I think this is a very good thing and, and much needed because we do have really great leaders that know how to get things done. But what we're trying to reach is this fourth level of leadership, which is called transcendent. Uh, so we want to, you know, have some kind of contractual agreement with our employees, you know, like we're hiring you for this job and we have this, you know, pay package for you and we will have this exchange. That's very important, very basic. And, of course, we want to take the people that we have and mentor them and transform them. We absolutely want to do that. But At the next level of leadership transcendence, we are really being vulnerable and open and practicing what I like to call truth-telling, honesty, and candor, and we are sharing with the people that we work with, hey, not only do I expect you to transform, but I'm working on myself as well, and there's just something really, really magnetic about a leader who is saying, hey, I got little icky parts of my personality, of my character that I need to work on, and I want you guys to hold me accountable. So at this next level, there's this awe and respect from the followers to the leader because not only is he giving his wisdom and sharing, you know, what he or she knows, but at this point they are saying, okay, so let me let you peek into my world. Let me let you, you know, see behind the curtain here and see the things that I am working on. And if you can just imagine an organization where every human inside the organization had a character or virtue development plan in place, just think about that for a minute. If, if the entire organization was trying to be a person of integrity and character and virtue, what could that organization do? It could do absolutely amazing, amazing things. 
But the problem is, is that we're not vulnerable. We're not open. We don't disclose our weaknesses because, hello, that would be weak. But the reality is, is that most people know what our weaknesses are because they're just, they're just showing up every day in our work and our actions and our deeds. And here, here's the deal. While perceptions may not be the ultimate truth, they are what people use to make decisions. So, you know, if you are showing up in a space and you have a little weak area, you know, you may be trying to cover it up or compensate for it in some way, but the reality is everybody sees that little weak area and they, you know, discount, quote, unquote, your leadership based on what they're perceiving. So the best thing to do is to acknowledge and recognize where you do need to shore yourself up do a little bit of character development, work on your vibrant virtues, and get that under control and put some habits in place, right? So we got to use the shine coaching methodology. So today we're going to talk about this idea that the quality of your character and your vibrant virtues equate to your leadership effectiveness. You know, people want to be in relationships, be led by and shown the way by people who are excellent. You know, we, we know that people aren't going to be perfect, but, you know, excellence is this really cool quality found in a, in, a, in a leader who knows that they are working on themselves. It's almost like the idea that the leader is vulnerable, open to feedback, and that they are working on themselves and that they pursue excellence in their own life, not just demanded of others, makes it excellent, right? Because there's no way the leader can be perfect. So excellence comes from this quality of character that is found in the leader and individuals that lead from virtues like resilience, courage, wisdom, and humanity really inspire others by their quote-unquote being. And so today I want to explore, you know, what character is, the fact that it does indeed count a lot. Um, Because here's the thing, just think about the worst boss you ever worked for. I mean, that probably that person was somebody that could actually do the J-O-B, like they had the technical skill, but like underneath the technical skill was this human being that did not, did not, you know, elicit your respect. They did not do the things that you thought they should do. And they, you know, really, really, really impeded the progress of the organization because you couldn't just get behind this person. It's very hard to support somebody who lacks character. So it's really, really huge that we look at it. Now, just a second ago, I mentioned the four meta factors of virtue and character. And let me go over those because they're they're really, you know, like the 100,000-foot level that we need to start at. So those four levels, uh, we can kind of like move around, um, like think of your physical body. So the, the first place we're going to go to is we're going to go to the head. And so if you think about, you know, get your head in the game, you know, think about stuff, you know, the person who has great character and uses their head is somebody who is full of wisdom. So write that down. Wisdom is this idea that, you know, we're going to filter the things that we do through the things that we know are true, and we're going to develop character traits that help us, you know, tell the truth and make good judgments. So the 100,000-foot level is wisdom, using your head, but then underneath that, there are core leadership strengths. 
So one is diligence, and diligence is defined as taking personal responsibility. So when things go wrong in the organization, the leader stops, does not point fingers, and says, all right, you know, we have got a problem here or we've got an opportunity here, and I am personally going to be responsible for the outcome. Now, I'm going to need everybody's help. I am going to take responsibility. I'm going to put the action plan in place. I'm going to, uh, you know, hold people accountable. I am going to be very diligent in seeing this process through. So it's using your head to methodically plan out what needs to be done to move the organization forward. All right, so that's using your head. All right, the next one is practicing what we call temperance. And temperance is kind of an old-fashioned word, like a virtue kind of word. And this word means that, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to think about our emotions. So it sounds like it might be a heart thing, temperance, but really temperance is like stepping back from your emotions, observing them, and then choosing how you're going to allow your emotions to show up in the space. So temperance is practicing mindfulness around your emotions. And so in this space, the leader is, again, you know, saying to themselves, I'm taking personal responsibility for this, and not only am I taking responsibility for the project or the uh, strategy in place, but I'm also going to take responsibility for my emotional display. So this is where somebody can, you know, decide to be composed, decide to be patient, decide to be reflective, decide to be prudent, you know, and and really, really take a look at what's going on with their own emotions. And so that is really, really huge wisdom. Now, the third one is perspective. So perspective is this ability to kind of step in and out of other people's shoes. You've heard that before. But then also to stand in perspective around time frames like past, present, and future. Also to stand in different perspectives uh, of directions, like if we go uh, forward with this, if we stop the process, if we reverse the process, right? So all sorts of direction around perspective. And these, these things where you can, you know, do perspective work, it helps you be perceptive, uh, more logical, objective about what's going on, and helps you discern, which is a really cool thing to do um, before you make decisions and choices is to discern. So the, the first level of character starts in the head. It's wisdom, and we want to look at diligence, temperance, and perspective, all right? So let's go to the next thing. So if we drop from our head, we're going to go down into our heart. And when we drop down into our heart, at the at the heart of every leader should be this concern for their people or what we would call the second meta factor, which is humanity. And so this is where the leader looks at their people and strives for harmony inside of the organization. Now, there's three core leadership strengths that – Uh, leaders that use their heart have to master. And so the first one is building trust. And so I don't know how many times I've said this on this blog talk radio show, but if you have not read The Speed of Trust, will you please do that? Um, That is so imperative. And by the way, that is one of the programs that Vibrant Coaching brings in and does team building around. And, you know, the thing is you can't get anything done if people don't trust each other. So, hello, you got to do trust. So trust is this belief that nobody inside the organization is trying to take advantage of somebody else. 
you know, there's no posturing. It's just kind of like we're all on the same page. We're all heading toward that vision, and we're all going to bring it. And that is a wonderful, wonderful thing to have inside of an organization. So the leader must be trustworthy, number one. That's the virtue. That's the character trait. But then secondly, be able to actually develop it in others. Huge, huge leadership stuff. All right, so the second thing in humanity is this idea of consideration. And so, you know, when we go to make strategic moves, we go to put systems in place, we have to slow down and really take um, consideration. How is this going to affect my people? Now, business is business, and business, you got to make money at the end of the day, or it's just, you know, a nonprofit or a good idea. And what we want to do is we want to learn to really consider and then communicate how we considered our strategy systems and smarts would affect the human beings inside of our organization. So, again, consideration, a huge leadership strength for humanity and heart. The third one for humanity is diplomacy, and that is the ability to build positive social influence. And so this is the ability to get people to the same page, to have dialogue and the art of dialogue. I'm going to do a blog talk about the art of dialogue. I'm absolutely madly in love with the art of dialogue. Um, and I know it would change the fabric of organizations if they did the art of dialogue. So diplomacy is about being tactful, appreciative, generous, and uh, you know, inviting people's voices to be heard. Really, really huge. All right. So let's go the third level, which is courage. Courage comes from the gut, and there are three leadership strengths there. Confidence, uh, which is this ability to bring a strong sense of yourself to the party. Bravery, this, this thing of being able to take a risk and try stuff and to you know mess up and make mistakes and be messy and be successful both. And then finally, this idea of integrity is a gut thing. So I want my words and my actions to match. I want my words and my actions to match with the vision, right? So that's courage, and that is gut. Now, the fourth metafactor is resilience, and this is the idea of being spirited about the vision, and it, it needs three leadership strengths, receptivity, inspiration, and creativity. So that was a lot in 14 minutes, right? So you've got a ton of information, a ton of content, um, write, go back, listen to this again, write down those different strategies, um, those leadership strengths that you can work on to be the best leader possible. If you'd like more information on how to get an assessment for yourself around these and to get feedback from the people that you lead, I have got a wonderful tool. So uh, reach out to me at full at thevibrantcoach.com. And, hey, sign up on vibrantcoaching.com for the upcoming Shine Retreat. It's going to be August 21st. This is Nicole Greer. Have a great weekend, and thanks for joining me. Be back here next week so that we can talk more about vibrant leadership.